0: Welcome to The Lab. What's going on, all you brainiacs out there, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Laboratory. I am your host at King of Trade, Shane Palmer. joined as always by Spitfire, Lucas Parrish. What's going on, guys? And the chemist, Jack McGrath. Shane, how are we doing today? And I'd just like to point out, Lucas, I think
1: your what's going on, guys, gets higher every single time we do it. Yeah. No way. Is my voice going up? Maybe you know that's crazy. Maybe I should. What's going on, guys?
0: Maybe I should like. That's definitely gonna hurt some people's yeah. ears right there.
2: <laughs> maybe I should take some like helium before we do it next time and see what happens. That maybe. actually, we we should do that <laughs> one episode. That'd be great. Uh,
0: I wanted to start off because I just got an email, and this is the most interesting thing. So, do you guys have Bleacher Report notifications on? Yes. for like NBA and stuff like that I, so I don't know bleacher report no okay I like bleacher Report. like a lot I've
2: got like Shefty and whoa and well like, this is yeah it, I've got you, sleeper you I, get, I get lots of sleeper notes.
0: you wouldn't get it on that you'd get it on bleacher report because yeah. it's kinda like sometimes you get like obscure things yeah, like random yeah, facts whatever yeah. so I saw that bleacher report put out something today that showed Luka Doncic's LinkedIn page and there was something about it. I forget what it was exactly uh oh he listed basketball under his skills and it was verified by a lot of people so i saw his linkedin page and i'm like oh why not maybe i'll just shoot my shot and try to connect with him because you know you never know and i just got an email that he connected back with me no way so if this is really Luka Doncic, then i am now friends on linkedin with you're Luka. connected with him all yes. right so what?
2: what's next steps
0: i don't know i mean i'm looking at his experience right now he's a uh Guard slash small forward for the past two years, ten months for the Dallas Mavericks. Really? And the global chief hydration officer for BioSteel.
1: Interesting.
0: S- I just sent a request to well. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Sending you this. This is kind of funny. I didn't expect. I don't even know if it's him. It could maybe, it was just maybe it's just a troll. Not him. But I'd like to think that I'm now friends with Luka Doncic. That would be, yeah. I mean, you can think that,
2: but you know, like you connected with Spencer Ware and
0: who's le- legit Spencer Ware? because yeah. I have messaged yeah. him before. Exactly. Now, so that that was confirmed. Yeah. No, listen, we got we got a lot of football to talk about today. Enough basketball for right now. I want to start with one of the bigger stories—not bigger, but it's bigger in terms of what we've seen over the past week, at least—and that's the fact that the Minnesota Vikings have released tight end Kyle Rudolph which only means sky high, sky's Irv the limit. Smith to the moon. Irv Smith Jr. is now your tight end one for Minnesota. What is that shrug? What is that shrug, Jack?
1: It's not to the moon. He's what are you talking about? He's good.
0: Not to the moon. Why? 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 Well, define to the moon. Uh, he's, my, he's my tight end seven currently. I have him at tight end seven as well. I think that's too high.
2: I think you're too what high. You t- I would put him Uh-oh. in the 10 to 15 range. I had him there yeah, when Rudolph was, was still there. He was there. 13
0: when Rudolph was still there. What do you need to see out of him? Production. It's, who are you going to... I saw production when? last year. You need to see Why production. Is- you know part of your job
2: is to predict when production will yes, happen. Yes, and Jack? I don't think
1: it's going to happen yeah. just
2: what yet. What do you
0: think it... Oh, who's in his way? Nobody. Sorry, headphone users, right there. I've yeah, we're, This is their
1: ears are gone now. Based on the what's going on, guys. Who's in his he way? just did it again. He Who's just, in his there's way? There's
0: not not another tight end in his way. What did we yeah. talk about last episode with Kirk Cousins and his his production? We saw the best yeah. season in it Minnesota last year. It was his year. best statistical
2: season in Minnesota last year. 4,300 yards, 35 touchdowns. I was doing research on that because I wrote an article on Justin Jefferson, right. and I talked a lot about Irv Smith in that article. And part of the reason why I think Justin Jefferson doesn't quite reach the level that he was at this year is because of the emergence of Irv Smith. I projected Irv Smith in my article to receive 60 receptions, 600 yards, and 9 touchdowns. I think Irv Smith will be a monster in the red zone. He already got 12 red zone targets this year. Kyle Rudolph got 5. Those all go to Irv Smith. I expect a few of the ones Justin Jefferson had to go to Irv Smith, who will emerge. Don't be
1: surprised if Irv Smith has 20 red zone targets. I think that's fair. I'm just looking at what I saw last year and what I saw last year. Was a tight end who didn't have over who only had over five catches in one game throughout the entire season. You're
0: missing the, who point. Had many games Kyle the, missing the point. Kyle Rudolph was done. There
1: were there were games where Kyle Rudolph didn't play last year. What yet. games
0: were those? Now now I want you to back that up. Yep. Right right on the spot right now because I'm looking at games right now for Irv Smith Jr. Week nine he was an overall tight end three. Week 14, he was the overall tight end three. Week 16, he was the overall tight end two. And he yeah. had a few injuries scattered in between there. 14, 15,
1: 16, and 17 were the games that Kyle Rudolph did not play in. Now, I'll give you that. Irv Smith in those back games. Jack needs games. to see production. You just, saw, you just told him production. The, there was some production. It was very, very inconsistent production. He was still Name the a consistent tight a problem Name with, a consistent with you last year oh is
0: that God. you only see what's in front of you and you can't see the future. The, like Lucas said, half of what we're supposed to do here is tell the people, look, this guy is going to have a breakout season. We have to project this stuff so that people are ahead of the game on top of it. You have to do that with it. We did it with James Robinson. We all were right about James Robinson and told people to hold on to him. He's legit. Don't trade him away. It's not a sell-high moment. And if he wrote it out, he finished as a top six running back. Four. four. According to ESPN, he was RB4. And missed the the last few weeks of the season but still got you there and still finished as the RB4. Yep. Irv Smith Jr. now has, in, in his third year in the league, which is the pivotal moment for receivers to take that next step forward, is now in prime position to now catapult himself to that next upper echelon level of tight ends. We've talked about it a million times. What tight ends would you still rather have over him? I don't want Logan Thomas over him nope. right now. No, I, I don't want Hunter Henry over him. I don't nope. want Dallas Goddard or nope. Noah Fant or Evan Ingram over nope. him. Not even Robert Tanya. No. Nope. The guys maybe I would still take ahead of him. Obviously, your top big three, and then I'm still debating with Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, and Gusecki. I'll probably keep Andrews and Hawkinson there. Maybe I'll flip-flop Gusecki and Irv Smith Jr., but Irv Smith right now to me is a solidified top eight tight end going into next if year.
1: If Irv Smith Jr. has the season that Robert Tanyan had last year and the season we expect to have him, to, for him to have again this year... You would be ecstatic. Expect for him to have again this yes. year? I don't expect for him to have that again. I do. Aaron Rodgers is throwing to You're him. right.
2: And will Aaron Rodgers be another MVP candidate? Is Robert Tanyan going to catch the amount of touchdown passes he had last year? Hey, no. He. He's not. The answer is no to both of those questions. It's not
1: going to happen. Robert Tanyan was productive because he caught a ton of touchdowns. He's not going to catch that many touchdowns this year. In the Packers offense, he very well might. In a Packers offense that's trying to take the next step forward and win a Super Bowl, he very, very well might. If Logan Thomas, another guy we're talking about, if Washington improves the quarterback situation, another guy who I still have over ersmith Smith, had more targets consistently, had more production consistently, yeah, last had more points consistently. Did. If you look at the back half of last year, ersmith Smith played without Kyle Rudolph at the back half of last year, right? You look at the back half of last year, you still are going to take Logan Thomas. From Weeks 12 to week 17, Logan Thomas had double-digit points in PPR in each of those games. He scored over 23 points twice there. You're not taking Irv Smith over Logan Thomas at this point. You're not taking Irv Smith over Robert Tony, who put up a full year of consistent production. Irv Smith's good. I'll give you that. He's a draftable tight end. He's not a top-tier tight end. I'm taking Kyle Pitts over him when Kyle Pitts gets drafted. That's so I'm dumb. taking the top four of Andrews, Kittle, Waller, and no one's arguing that. And Kelsey. I Andrews know, but you, you asked me to name 13 ends. tight ends. I just named seven right there. I can name. I can name three. Give four me your tight. No, no. Keep okay. going.
0: I'd like to hear this list.
1: Okay, Hunter Henry. No, depending on team. Why not? Hunter Henry was another guy who consistently put up double-digit points. Irv Smith had games where he fell off multiple, multiple times. Hunter Henry was hurt. Stop
0: comparing Irv Smith's last season to next year. Then let's talk we about- are talking about next season for Irv Smith. Irv Smith Jr. was a
2: second-year player in the league. It takes tight ends and players in general time to develop. About-
0: you and I, Lucas, you and I talked yeah, about Travis State. Kelsey's first few seasons in yeah. the league. Do you remember he, the Travis stats Kelsey, you were telling
2: Travis first, his first season in the league, he didn't. Play. He hardly played at all. He didn't. I I don't I don't even think he caught a single pass his first season in the league. Travis Kelsey, after that, I don't believe he cracked a
0: thousand yards till his fourth season. Let's... I'll, I'll pull it up for you right now for fantasy purposes. He did play. He well, he he didn't play at all in 2013, the year that that he was a rookie. 2014, he finished as the tight end seven. 2015, he finished as the tight end eight. So he really started that that trajectory in his in his second year. But I'm sure he wasn't blocked. By someone else in front no, of him, he wasn't. like Kyle there, there Rudolph. There wasn't was. anybody else
2: there, and even then, that's still you know tight end seven, tight end eight. Now he's the bona fide tight end one, right? That's a an eight spot jump between then and now, right? Between then and like you know, I mean, he's been the tight end one many of the last several years. That's an eight spot jump. If Irv Smith makes an eight spot jump from last year to this year. That's right where we have him in our
0: list. You're talking about Tanya. He's going to have to produce what he did last year in order for the Packers to take a step forward. I'd bet so much money that the Packers bring in another wide receiver to take some of those targets away. I can't see the Vikings bringing in another target or another receiver to challenge Jefferson, Thielen, Smith, and Dalvin Cook out of the backfield is going to take targets too. Maybe Mm -hmm. Irv Smith Jr. is the fourth or third option on that team, but that's still going to amount, and I'm going to say at least, at the least, 70 targets. I'm going to guarantee that he gets at least seven touchdowns next year, and I will guarantee that he is a top 10 tight end by the end of the season, and I will have him at number seven or number six overall going into next year.
1: Yep. All right, I'm just going to throw it out there. Because you're mentioning that he's going to take all of Kyle Rudolph's red zone targets, shifting the conversation a little bit here. Irv Smith Jr. is only six foot two. He's not as big bodied as Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is six foot six. Was a much bigger red zone target. The, the, the thought that Irv Smith is suddenly going to take every single red zone target in that offense when you have Justin Jefferson, when you have one of the best red zone receivers last year, and Adam Thielen, the best, that, the best, it, it's just not necessarily true. When you also have the best running, one of the best red zone running backs in the league, in Dalvin Cook. Those red zone targets do not go primarily to Irv Smith. They get delved al- elsewhere for- first. They get divided I mean, elsewhere, here's the order and then it's gonna they, go. they go Here's Irf the order Smith. it's going
2: to go. It's going to go Adam Thielen, yep. then it's going to go Irv Smith. That's out the order that it's going to go in. No, I
1: think it goes Dalvin Cook first No, No, Dalvin Cook has caught three touchdown passes in this. Not even career. targets. I'm just talking red zone touches. Oh, well, I mean, if you're talking touches, then sure. No, Dalvin then targets. it goes Adam Thielen, then it
2: goes Justin Jefferson, no. and then it goes Irv Smith. It will not be Justin Jefferson over Irv Smith.
0: What other tight ends did you have above him? Let me pull it up really. Oh, yes, you're going to say Cole Kmet. Is that a
1: name that you have above him? I think he's one that should be considered. I won't have him above him, depending on quarterback situation at this point. Um, Other tight ends, I still think Gronk is a name that should be up there, close to above him. You're giving me a crazy look right now. I don't think that's that crazy. Eric Ebron in Pittsburgh. Shane's walking out of the room. I think he's going to go scream. What's going on? He's gone. I'll throw Mike Gusecki, Shane's guy. I think Mike Gusecki... He's my guy, yeah, He's your, your guy. I think Mike Gusecki's up there. And Dallas Goddard, I think, should be drafted out of him, too. Um,
0: no. Did you say Gronk was <laughs> yes! above Irv
2: Smith Jr.? Yes! <laughs> Oh, walking out again, dude. Okay, Dallas Goddard. I want to take a second to talk about how wrong you are with that. Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback, and if not Jalen Hurts, oh then, th- then it's going to be then it's going to be some rookie. Either way, they're not going to add the value Dallas Goddard needs. You also have to take into account the potential emergence of Jalen Rieger, which is something that has to be considered. Travis Fulgham broke out last year. He, who knows? He could build on that season. Greg Ward will take targets, Zach Ertz is still there on top. That's not true. Oh, Zach. Oh, Zach actually is
1: not there anymore. Oh, is he not? No. Is he a free
2: agent? He's a free agent. Okay, well, then never mind. Those accurates out the window. But he might be there next year. You don't know. Oh, Sean Jeffrey and Deshaun he might.
1: Jackson. A chance. Still there, unless they are two no, are understated. N- n- neither okay. of them are Well, that's there.
2: fine. But it's also, you also have to
1: look at. So, so you just listed them, and half of those people you listed aren't there anymore. Those aren't were, there to those, take those targets those away people. from Dallas Goddard. Those were the people on the bottom of that list, anyways, for a reason.
2: But the guys on the top of that list, and I think what's most important to stress here, how much value is Jalen Hurts going to add to Dallas Goddard? Not nothing. How much value is he going to take away from Dallas Goddard? I think some, and that's the issue. And I I like Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts will be a very effective quarterback in the NFL, and I think that if given the chance to start, he's going to finish as a QB1, no doubt in my mind, because of his ability to run the ball. But how much value is he going to provide to his receivers? I can't see him providing value, honestly, consistent value, to more than one receiver. No,
1: no, no. And I, I think... You said Gronk over Irv Smith Jr. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear... I, I haven't... Gronk was the ninth rated tight end last year. Erf Smith Jr. was the 22nd. Stop! Stop! Stop bringing up the empirical data that we have to project these players? I think I'm going to keep bringing that up because oh Erf Smith... No we way have, to move, we have, we have you? to move on. You just don't make
0: sense. We
1: have to What do you mean I don't make sense? Gronk was good.
2: Was. We have to move on. We have to move on. He played
1: well at the end of the season. He's 31. He was a starter. We have to move on. He took a year off. Oh He's God. playing with Tom Brady. What more could you ask for?
0: Gronk, besides <laughs> when I resurrected him in the Super Bowl, was not even the tight end one throughout the playoffs. It was literally Cameron Brady And OJ Howard is going to be back next year. I don't want to hear it with Gronk anymore. I'm still thinking Gronk. about. O.J. Earth. Howard <laughs> is back next year! <laughs> Guys, we have to move on. We have O.J. To move on. Howard at first-round tight end! Yeah, He's back next year! He hasn't performed at that level, though. No, not even close. You no. think that Gronk is going to still take no. away the touches that O.J. Howard would get, or at no. least He'll they split tip. it in no. half? No. And he'd have Gronk over Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, I mean, in a tight no. end committee that's not, competing Gronk's
2: for no. touches? Gronk's not going to be a tight end one in my rankings. He's not in the top 13
0: right no. now, so... Yeah, no, you're wrong, Jack. I'm stunned. I'm flabbergasted. I don't even know where to go from here. I've said this a few times, but we've got to move on. I don't know if I can. I think you can. You All can move right. on, Shane. Fine, we can move on. Get him a pint of
2: ice cream, put on some sappy movie. You'll be good in an hour or two.
0: Fine. All right, we, we do... I did want to talk about our mock drafts uh, because last time, last episode... We didn't really get to dive into the picks that I wanted to because we spent a lot of time looking at the receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs that were not drafted that could have went in the nine-round draft. And now let's take a look back at some of the picks that we made. Uh, I've yelled at Jack enough for a minute where I'm not going to bring up the Antonio Brown pick again, at least for a little bit, because it just makes no sense to go back to that well. But what I want to talk about Or some of the other names, we we touched on them, didn't really give a full shelling as to our opinions, or you know we kind of just kept going with these picks. So I'm looking at the board right now, and I'm seeing some names that I think should have gone a little bit higher, deserve a little bit more respect. I think these guys are not going to fall as far. One of those names I want to bring up is Naheem Hines. Now, we drafted Naheem Hines before Carson Wentz went to Indianapolis. How much does that move affect Heinz's value next season? Honestly,
2: I'm not sure. Because I don't... Have we seen Carson Wentz with a receiving back like Naeem Hines? I don't think so. I'm trying I, what running backs have been there obviously yeah, the when did Darren Sproles retire you had, yeah Darren Sproles was there for a little bit obviously he was never really fantasy relevant I mean but the issue with the, the Eagles is there were so many different receiving backs like it wasn't just like one back that they used receiving one that they used for rushing it was a big committee so it's really hard to say um so, I don't know because Philip Rivers there last year, you know, he obviously gave a lot of value to Austin Eckler when Eckler was there, you know, the season before by passing him the ball a lot. So I I don't really know if that adds to Naeem Hines' value. Definitely doesn't take away from it, but I don't know if it adds to it
1: all that much. Yeah, it's tough with that because as you said, there's not necessarily a quarterback you can really or a running back you can really compare to what you're going to have because Darren Sproles kind of hit his peak and then valley he hit his valley he was too old he was 33 by the time Carson Wentz got to Philadelphia and And he played through his year 36 season but after his year 33 season which was in 2016 which I should say was a really good season had 52 receptions 427 receiving yards a couple of touchdowns he also had some rushing yards as well he had 94 carries that year it's a decent year that'll give you middling fantasy production he got injured a lot he really wasn't anything at the end of his career we don't have a whole lot to compare at this point
0: Let's talk about another running back that, Jack, I felt you still took a little bit early, but he is now locked in. Not the starter, by no means the starter, because the Texans could easily bring another person in or draft someone. But David Johnson is returning to the Texans on a one-year deal, aging running back in David Johnson. Jack, you took him at 53 overall over Kareem Hunt, over Raheem Mostert, over Chase Edmonds and Melvin I mean, Gordon, I, I
2: I like that pick. You know, especially right now for for what we know. I mean, if that if that's a starting running back, getting him in the fifth round is ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if David Johnson continues how he ended the season last year. I think he had like they m- did release
0: two, Duke Johnson.
2: Yeah, he had two double digit reception games. I, I think he had a few double-digit reception just games. Just one. Just one? Yes. But, he, but he, his receptions really went up as the season went on, and he had that one game where he had like 11 receptions at the very end of the season. Against I,
1: Indianapolis in Week 15. Worst matchup he could possibly yeah. have for running backs. And, and He had 11 catches for a. He's not going to be productive. I mean, he's not going to be productive with his touches. He just won't be. He hasn't
2: been since that one season he had in, what, 2015, 2016, but... He or he will. somehow
0: was then consensus number one overall yep. the year after, which yep. blows my mind.
2: Yep, I know, because he was that good. But what he will do is, is he'll catch enough
1: balls to at the very least be an RB2, and getting that in the fifth round, you can't argue with it. He was crazy consistent when he was healthy last year. Like, ridiculously. Double-digit points in almost every single game that he played the full game, other than Week 2 against Baltimore— Every single game he played four quarters, he had double digit points. He had double digit carries in most of those games, except uh, for that game against Indianapolis. You're not
0: looking like in twenty nineteen, you're talking about? No, I'm talking about
1: last year. Oh, okay.
0: Twenty twenty. I thought okay. I think I was looking at 20, 2019. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Against Baltimore, he actually didn't have double digit oh, points. There so I scrolled down. So
1: apparently, Baltimore has his number. But other than that, he was crazy consistent. He had his receiving floor. He had his rushing floor. He got touches. I'm going to take that next year. If he's
2: the starter, you know, going into draft season, right, we're still a long ways off at of draft season. We still have a whole free agency to get to, which is just around the corner, and I'm very excited yeah, for Yeah, and
0: we're going to get to some rumors in a minute here. But, David, I, I can't imagine them not bringing some. Listen, they don't have a first-round pick, you, which you, they wouldn't take a running back that early anyway because they no, a third pick. I mean, there's a lot of good options there. Where, where do they pick? Where, where do they pick in the second round? Well, it would have to be inside the top if they still have their second round pick, which I'm pretty sure they do. What is it, thirty five? Then, well, hypothetically,
1: yeah. if you're the Houston Texans, though, and you have to rebuild everything, are you wanting to use draft capital on a running back at this point, or is that something you wait until you get your next quarterback, you get your next receiving core, you get your next? So you're saying next lineup. quarterback, Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere, and he can't. He's
2: go anywhere. going somewhere. He can't go anywhere unless they say he can go somewhere.
1: He's going somewhere. There's well, no if one. he doesn't
0: go somewhere, then he's it, not gonna play. All right, so then if they they lose him, then they're gonna have to they you know, they're gonna have a ton of draft capital. And then I'm sure they would bring in a running back. because yeah, Why not?
2: Probably. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could see a scenario where they don't do that, where they spend the draft capital that they used to move David or Deshaun Watson with you know to go a lot of other directions, keep David Johnson for another year, and then like next year draft a running back, or maybe this year spend like a later pick on a running back, you know, as a complimentary guy, but.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely like the pick if he's going to be the starter next year. Though. And just throwing it out there, last year on a per game basis, because you know how I love per points per game stats. David Johnson averaged more than Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, uh, Ronald Jones, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, just to throw some names out there. So he was very productive when he played. Could expect the same next year.
0: Let's stick with the running backs because in this similar range of the David Johnson tiers, a few other guys both above him and below him, where there's a lot of rumors swirling around right now, especially since the last episode and definitely since we did this draft. One of them that I want to talk about, which has kind of been known, it's been kind of known at this point that James Conner is not going to be back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was almost confirmed that James Conner is unlikely to be re-signed by the Steelers. He was, I don't have the exact number of the running back spot that he went, but Lucas, you took him with the 90th overall pick yeah. in the run of, you know, either ex-Steelers or current Steelers with Claypool, <laughs> Connor, and Juju all going back to back to back. Yeah, is that the spot right now that we're probably going to see him in? As long as he, I mean, depending on the team, how far do we move him up? Because I still don't think he's, a, I don't think he's a starting running back. No, I mean, I, I don't, don't either.
2: Know. First off, you labeled him as a wide receiver, um, but he's a running back. Uh, but I said receiver? No, no, no. On the draft board, you labeled him as a wide receiver. Where did I do that? Uh, number 90 overall. I got WWR next to his name.
0: Is that on the website? It is on the website, Sorry. yeah. Sorry. Oh, try it's okay. I try my best. It's okay.
2: It's okay. Look, I'll forgive you. The The, the Britney X might not, but I will. But James Conner, look, he, I took him in the, in the eighth round because no matter where he goes, I expect him to have a role, right? And, and at that point, you know, I don't know where James Conner's going to go. I'll take a shot there because... It, I think he could have a a, a potential situation where he should be drafted in the Kareem Hunt, uh, Chase Edmonds. uh, You know, I guess. And Chase Edmonds.
0: Once you get past like pick sixty, the running back tier gets stretched out over about three rounds. Yeah. Because the position gets so gets so thin at that point. You see, I mean, just in this draft alone, we had what eight running backs go within the first twelve picks. I mean, like, that's insane. Yeah. But that's how the league is built. You take your top stud running backs, maybe 15 of the first 20 picks could very well be running backs. Yep. And then, right there, that's 15 most likely starting running backs gone. Yep. And we're not even addressing, you know, rookies right now. And there's obviously going to be, I'd say, at least... What maybe three, two or three rookies that come out of the draft that are starters immediately in the league? Uh, I
2: mean, probably. I I figure Atlanta's gonna take someone who'll be a starter. Probably Pittsburgh. You know, unless they go with Benny Snell, which I don't think. They which will. I doubt they would do. You know, there the Jets. I mean, you think are are a good. I mean, yeah. You're you're probably gonna have two or three come that it'll be immediate starters.
0: Let's let's stick with the running back position here again. Oh shoot! Did it go away? I had my full list of rumors and all the speculation stuff going on. No, I got it again. All right. Another one that I want to talk about. Miles Gaskin. There's a report from an ESPN beat writer that expects Miami to bring in a feature back. They really? have been linked to Aaron Jones in free agency. That, that kills would, that Gaskin's would, stock. That
2: would destroy his value. But that,
0: that alone... Should show you the faith that they have in Miles Gaskin, which is not a lot.
2: Maybe, I mean, you know, they they did the same thing last year, brought in two guys, Matt Breda and Jordan Howard, and Miles Gaskin was clearing away the best running back out of that group. Obviously, if they bring in Aaron Jones, it won't be the same, but it won't even be near the same. No, I mean, sure. Miles
0: Gaskin at that point's a handcuff. Maybe, maybe in a handcuff in the way that Jamal Williams was a handcuff yeah. to Aaron Jones, where he's kind of a compliment. Yeah, but you're not take where'd you take him? You took him fourth round. Yeah, you took him with the 39th overall yeah. pick. Which, it's, if he's the starter, that's a great spot to take. Yeah, at. absolutely. But if but. if he's in the same spot that we're talking about right now, I'd put him maybe in the same range as we're talking about with Connor. No. Maybe, no. It depends on where
2: Connor goes. I
0: mean, if, if Aaron Jones goes there, no. You think way lower than, than pick yeah. 90? Yeah. He'd it depends probably, on who goes there. No, you're right.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same page as Lucas here. I think he's. Well, you, you I know. mean, as you should be. Cause yeah. I'm always right, but continue. there's not a whole lot to say here if he's not the starting running back. He doesn't have value. That offense does not have enough to maintain value for two running backs. Well, I, I don't think that's com- I don't think that's completely true. I, ju- I think it depends on the running back that gets there. If it's Aaron Jones,
2: then no, he's going to be the every down back. Sure. Nearly, nearly, sure. And Gaskin, I mean, but but if, it's, if they get James Conner, then I'm still liking Miles Gaskin quite a bit. I mean, I, I, you're probably going to. I I don't know. If they get James Conner, that'd be a really interesting situation. Because it'd be tough to tell. I don't think
1: that would be a huge upgrade over Gaskin, so that's why I don't think they Let's would talk
0: do it. about Jones. You took Jones, 14th overall yep. in this draft. If he goes to Miami and Gaskin is still there, is that still the spot that you would take him at? Da, da,
1: da, da, da. I'm loving it right there. That was supposed to be McDonald's. That was I don't know if so you picked
0: up. That. I, I picked up on it. I kind of picked up on it. You did it a little too fast. Yes, I know. I, I wanted to get it out you were there. no, because you were embarrassed to do it. Yeah, that's why you wanted to get it over Aww. with. This, you you want to get it over with as Aww. quick as possible, but it's you just okay. made it so much worse because we're still okay, talking about Jack.
1: it. It's okay.
0: All right. All right, talk about Aaron Jones. Please. No,
1: I would love that. Aaron Jones in that offense, that's going to be a running offense if that happens, right? You have Tua. You're still hoping he develops into your starting quarterback of the future. You have Tua. You have Aaron Jones. You run Aaron Jones a whole lot. You move the ball. You have a good defense. You get stops on defense. Aaron Jones is a the guy there. Aaron Jones, RB one, if he gets if he gets signed by Miami.
0: How how comfortable Lucas are you taking Aaron Jones with the maybe your your second pick in the draft as early as maybe the end of the first round?
2: Um, I I, I could get behind it. Absolutely, no would, question. Would you
0: take let's okay let's stick with this? Are you taking Aaron Jones over Saquon Barkley? Hmm,
2: prob. I think I probably. do. Probably. No, uh, oh, that would be so tough. I don't know. My my immediate answer is I don't know. I
0: probably still wouldn't. Yeah. I think I'd still go with Saquon. Listen, it's close. I mean, it's what is Aaron? I'm personally, personally not taking us.
1: either of those guys in the first round. I'm waiting until the second round for both of those guys. Just I think they're both first-round talents. I think they're both top 15 picks. Well, I
0: got Saquon 13th. So I, yeah, this exactly. is still – this is first pick of the second round at that point. I'm
1: thinking second round. I want them to be my second-best player because if they're my second-best player and they produce how they should, I'm going to win a lot of games. I, but I, if I, I take them as my first pick and they bust – Season's over.
0: I can't imagine Saquon not ending up as someone's best player in a lot of situations. I mean, he was drafted in leagues in the past to be their best player, and he's still, again, it's all going to come down to how does he look after the injury. That's literally it. Mm -hmm. We knew the offensive line concerns going into last year. We knew that Daniel Jones wasn't the greatest quarterback in the league, but he was still enough to give Saquon the ball and let him run. So we're still going into next season with all of those factors. You know, Maybe they improve the O-line, so that eases your worries a little bit there. Yeah, you know what?
2: I'll I'll agree with you. I'm not going to
0: take him above Saquon.
2: Um, I may be moving Saquon up a little bit in my rankings. Um, By that, I mean one spot above Nick Chubb, possibly. Um, But, uh, man, it's, it's tough. I mean, he's in that range. He would probably move up. He'd move up above James Robinson. He'd move up above Austin Eckler. And I'd even probably move him up above Jonathan Taylor.
0: Really? No, yeah. I can't.
2: Yeah, I would. I'd probably, in that case, have him at eight.
0: My man Michael Florio, at NFL fantasy. Yes, I do. We do have friends in in other places and <laughs> fantasy networks.
2: Oh, I got friends. Uh,
0: he has Jonathan Taylor as his right now third overall running back. Wow. In his in his rankings. Yeah. I have Taylor at five, uh, which I'm I'm gonna keep him there for now. Obviously which is above Barkley and above Chubb, above Zeke and Robinson and Jones. Uh, but I, I love Jonathan Taylor. You can't steer me away from that shit. No. I love Jonathan as Taylor. You Jonathan said, He's an RB1 next year. Yep. Are you taking Aaron Jones over Jonathan Taylor? No. Okay. Are you taking Aaron Jones above Austin Eckler? No. Oh, uh, That's
1: close. I think that's right back-to-back. Uh, for me, that's back-to-back. I took Austin Eckler in the first round in our mock draft. I value Austin Eckler as a first-round guy, and I think I value Aaron Jones on that first and second-round border. I, you're you're going to see... It's, it, it's, the, it's the debate between floor and ceiling. What do you want? Aaron Jones is going to have a much higher ceiling. Austin Eckler is going to have such a safer floor. And if you really want to have an RB1 that you know is going to be a top 15 running back, you take Austin Eckler... If you want the guy who's going... It's a very jack-pick to go floor over ceiling. If you want the guy that's going to possibly potentially end up as the RB2, RB3, you go with Aaron Jones, but... Is that
0: why you're going to take Gronk is because he's practically lying on the floor of getting you, like, maybe two points a week? No 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 way. Two?
2: That's an excellent floor right there. Yeah, I know, right? For a tight end?
0: He might even get you zero. Wow. You can rely on that floor almost every single week next year. No way. You're so lucky. Hey, Jack... He's drafting he's drafted him for the lowest rank. Where would of you them.
2: say where, where's Gronk in your
1: rankings right now, Jack? Gronk in my rankings? So tight end ranking I don't I didn't have extended out to fifteen in my full ranking. Uh-huh. I've only done my full ranking, so I have I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you take him uh in whatever. So you round don't have, you have Gronk
0: ranked. What? What, what you round? said you don't have Gronk ranked?
1: I don't have I don't even have my top ten tight ends ranked. No. I have top five. I don't have my top ten. What?
0: How is he on the show right now? How have we <laughs> let him do a nine-round mock draft with having five? I don't tight have ends an exact spot. I know I like can him. We take him out of, the,
2: of, our, of our. I show. might
0: leave the studio again. No, don't
2: leave the studio again, Shane. I need you. I need somebody who has more than five oh, sure. tight ends ranked.
0: <laughs> Are you taking Aaron Jones over Zeke? Uh,
2: no, no, I'm not taking Aaron Jones over Zeke. I it depends if Dak's there. And it depends on the offensive line, it, it, both those things. But if the offensive line is there or, or and Dak slash equivalent quarterback is there, I'm taking Zeke. Are you
0: taking Aaron Jones over David Montgomery? Yes.
2: Yes. What?
0: What kind of question was that? I wanted to segue to the Bears. Oh, yeah. terrible. I know. Uh, so Alex Smith right now is an option for the Bears at quarterback. Oh. How much does that help Cole commit stock, Jack?
1: None. Why would the Bears get Alex Smith when they so have Nick funny. Foles? Because be that's so literally funny. a Bears quarterback. No, that's not what that's a, a Bears name. move.
0: Alex Smith. I feel like all Bears quarterbacks look the same. Like they just—they're just there's just, they're just the look, Bears Alex, quarterback. Alex
2: Smith was was a good quarterback in the NFL last season. It was very obvious he did not have the mobility. It was that he nice used to see to him back. Oh, I love seeing him back. But he wasn't good when he played. Like legitimately, he was—he was—he was, he was, he was serviceable. serviceable with that defense. Yeah he but it's like he wasn't he just wasn't comfortable he was he never seemed comfortable and it was one of those things where he just did not have the mobility that he had before and of course he doesn't like that injury that he came off of the I fact mean there's that also a chance a maybe
0: he was a little bit more cautious yeah like there's he definitely well well could have been as mobile as we've you know known in the past he just wanted do that because of the injury, and he's scared to hurt to exactly. himself and that's again, another but...
2: problem, and, and that's where you're also going to run into a problem production-wise, because if he's not going to do that, then you're not going to get the Alex Smith of old. You're going to get, you know, a middling quarterback, which is perfect for the Bears' brand. I think they're still going to get Russell Wilson. I think that's a legitimate
0: oh, possibility. Gosh. What's more probable, Bears get Russell Wilson or the Jets get Deshaun Watson?
2: Um, Bears get Russell Wilson. Really? Yeah. It's because Russell Wilson said, I want to go to the Bears, like one of his four options. Deshaun Watson said, I don't want to
1: go to the Jets.
0: He's just playing mind games. Oh, he's just playing mind games. Stop acting like I'm a child. That being said, I
1: don't think Russell Wilson moves teams, but I think
0: he's more likely to the Bears than Alex Smith. Alan Robinson's been liking all the Jets' tweets. We could talk about a rumor right there. Alan Robinson, every time something's tweeted about the Jets. If, Alan Robinson, Robinson, if Alan Robinson goes to the Jets, why would he chain, do that? Why, why would they do that? He doesn't want to play for them anymore.
1: doesn't matter. He's good at football. They need people who are good at football. That's they don't have point. a lot of them there. You know,
2: football teams do need people who are good at football. It's funny to watch you guys bicker about this and not have, like, Patrick Mahomes. Imagine. Imagine, imagine being right. a
0: bandwagon fan and rooting for the oh, Chiefs. Oh, yeah? A
2: bandwagon fan? It's okay. We don't have to talk about how I grew up in Kansas City. I, I, rooted Man, them on. I rooted them on when Matt Castle um, brought them to a 2-14 and 14 season, I remember that
0: I just suffered through a 2-14 and 14 season you I did. watched
1: every single game yes, you did. I, I'd like to point out that I was talking like an NFL GM when I said that though because Ryan Pace told the Chicago Sun-Times we want to keep our good players and Alan Robinson is a good player for us how he was quoted so he jack, said you love alan robinson he's a great player jack just so,
0: said that i can't imagine he's back i really can't see alan robinson gonna, that uh, if he's gonna be back and if he isn't then that's great for alan robinson and for fantasy owners because i think he would do much better elsewhere not on the jets no the maybe, jets, okay, Why, maybe the not jets? In the, okay maybe not in the jets but n- not the bears or the jets for fantasy purposes no. then so we both out yep give me the chiefs no, no, that's I not I've said good. it a million times. I think A.J. Green is the solution for the Chiefs.
2: And you'll keep saying it because that's a terrible... How? What's He's their salary cap? No, I,
0: know. I think I have it... no idea what their salary cap is. Then, then, read, not good. then read. You guys can all go check out my article, It Ain't Easy Being A.J. Green, on FFLaboratory.com, where I break down A.J. Green's past few seasons and notice a trend that he still hasn't. There just hasn't been enough of a connection with the quarterbacks that he's seen over the past few seasons. I think that if A.J. Green goes to a team next year, he's still going to put up top 30 wide receiver fantasy value. Top 30? You don't have to draft him there at all. You might be able to get him for free, honestly, on waiver, depending
2: on where he goes. Take a 16th round flyer on him, or a 14th round like what Jack did with Antonio Brown, and then proceed to drop him. Right now. And I pick him up again. but, But,
0: yeah. A.J. Green's going to a contender. I like that we're talking about Green right now, but he's going to go to a contender. One of those teams is either going to be the Chiefs, which would be great, the Packers, which would be great for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's another great red zone threat that's going to take away some targets and touchdowns from Robert Tanyan, or the Saints you mean a nice little compliment to Michael Thomas on that other side. Whoever the quarterback ends up being, AJ Green is not a person to sleep on next year. I don't think he's lost it. You don't think David Johnson's lost it at the age that he's at right now? I don't think AJ Green's lost it at the age that he's at right now. I'm fine with that. I, I don't. I. Jack gonna... likes Jack likes old
2: wide receivers who used to be
1: good. Yeah, except they still are good. Jack AJ Green
2: five years ago top receiver in the league. You're, I mean, I was looking at some stats,
0: stats, and and you know that was right when I started playing fantasy. It, it was. was AJ Green was I like drafted, prime. AJ Green. In my
2: first year of fantasy football, I drafted AJ Green and Ty Hilton.
0: It's a really nice team.
2: It was, and then they both got hurt, and then I didn't know oh, that right. I wasn't supposed fantasy to see them. Ahead, I didn't have fantasy. IR spots, and so I dropped them both. Because <gasps> in My first year of playing fantasy, I didn't know I had Jim. Uh, I had um um um. Oh my gosh,
0: who? I'm gonna hate
2: myself. I'm gonna hate myself for saying this. Who was the really good Chiefs running back? Number
0: twenty-five. Jamal Charles. Oh Oh my god. Oh my god. Ben. Ben Wagon. Wagon, He's a bandwagon! We caught him. We caught him Look at This. He has a Patrick Mahomes poster on up. He's never had a Chiefs jersey before. Patrick Mahomes jersey. Hey, there's a camera right there. There's a camera right there. We just caught. Bandwagon. Oh my god. It's okay. I know. I still know Priest
2: Holmes. He came before Jamal. Jamal Charles. So. Oh. And okay. I know who
0: Curtis Martin is, who played for the Jets in the '90s. Priest Holmes oh is that
1: guy god. that you Chris see Holmes. on the Instagram post where it says, "If you don't know who this guy is, you're a bandwagon." <laughs> yeah. So Lucas looked up his number online. He's like, "I know Priest Holmes. Uh, I know, I'm it's not it's a bandwagon." Tic,
0: it's one of those TikToks that you see where it's like. Watch this video, and if you get, like, one to two, you're a bandwagon fan, or three to four, you're, like, a casual <laughs> hey, fan. I know and the Larry first Johnson. one is Jamal Charles, and Lucas just keeps scrolling because he has no idea. I know Larry Johnson, okay. Uh, I know Larry Johnson. You do not believe this Johnson's. right now. But, okay. I'm taking all the heat away from Jack this I episode for the Earth. I had for the, I I had stuff for <laughs> the Jamal, fact that I had, you didn't yeah, know who Jamal
2: Charles was. I, I completely blanked on his name. I had Jamal Charles, and I had Frank Gore, and I had Tom Brady. It was a great team. It was a great team. I'm
0: tweeting this out right now.
2: Oh, tweet it!
0: Expose Jack, carry, carry the show while I while I let the people know. Yeah, what, what did we let talk you about? Carry the show. Old receivers, Antonio Brown. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Oh, now I'm stepping back in. Right. Now <laughs> I'm stepping back in. No, uh, you know we don't have too much more time, but there is still a few more things to look at with this mock draft. So we're going to be done with this mock draft after this episode. I mean, Chris Godwin, I think, at pick 50 is also a really interesting one. Because I didn't realize how young Chris Godwin is. Oh, he's like
2: 24, He's 24.
0: And going at pick 50, I mean, that's slice it or double what he was last year. He was going right before pick 25, and now he's 25 picks later. Maybe that makes sense if he goes back to Tampa Bay, and Brown's still there, and Gronk is still there, and O.J. Howard's back, and you have Mike Evans there, and you know, Fournette and Rojo. If the whole team comes back and everyone's healthy, Godwin may find may struggle to find that wide receiver one value. He finished as the wide receiver five in 2019. We thought he was destined for another yeah. top five wide receiver finish. Not the case. I mean, he got injured. He was dead. He missed the first like he was on and off with the injury report. He had the, with the finger injury, right? At the one point. I know he's dealing with something else in the beginning of the season. But if he moves teams. Chris Godwin, I still think, has the potential to be a wide receiver one. Sure. And you're getting be, him at pick 50.
2: I I'd be, I, I mean, I, I bet he would absolutely have a case to, to go to a team and be a wide receiver one. I mean, he was for a season there uh, with the Buccaneers. Uh, and, and he's young, like you said. He's got a, a bright future
1: ahead of him. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that could be a steal. Yeah, I agree with you there. There's just so many receivers. So, so many receivers that he has to fall to that range. Now, could he once again be a wide receiver one? No doubt about it. But there's also 25 guys in the league right now who I think could probably wind up as wide receiver one. So it's just but he's, it but he's and done it before. And he's done point, it very recently. And that's why I think at the age of really 23. Solid fourth round pick. Yeah. Really solid fourth-round pick. Really solid fifth-round pick. He's who you want as your wide receiver, two. If he's your wide receiver, two, it's a great pick right there. I mean,
0: if you're starting off the draft, running back, running back, and then... Or even running back tight end. You want to go running I don't back tight end running
1: back, running back tight end, get Kittle in the third and then come around. He's in not the gonna last to the third. Kittle's not lasting to the third. I took I him in the might.
0: first.
1: I think he put If Kittle's you're to me, if he's you not. get Waller in the third, I think that I might. did see I, him. Mock you guys were, know I like Waller better than Kittle, so.
0: Well I'm waiting for that article on that too. You promised me a few articles now that I haven't seen any of them coming to the Google Doc one. sheet. Sure. Yes, that you can check out again Lucas' article at well not at, that's our Twitter, fflaboratory.com. Lucas article on Justin Jefferson there not being the best sophomore wide receiver next year. That's None. going to be a very Justin
2: Jefferson will not finish as the top sophomore wide receiver.
0: Very interesting read right there. But Jack, Darren Waller, George Kittle, I did see a mock draft for both of those guys went in the third round. I I can't envision them in the drafts that I'm in making it to the third round. round.
2: I mean, if if I'm if I'm there and they're there in the second, I'm taking. Well, if idiot. you guys
0: are
1: there, yeah. You guys love those tight ends in the first and second round, but a lot of people don't. Yep.
0: Yeah well um, i do well we you know, don't know where i ADPs do, are yet i do like herb smith jr now so that's true,
1: that's true. i like mike is quite a bit too. i do
0: well now you do yeah. it after i, I did, talked I, after i slapped some sense I, into you on air yep
2: yeah. I, I was i was being jack i was being jack i was being hesitant i was like do i want to like make this this risky prediction and change like Lucas, do you want to put a ring on it do you want to make it official i swear uh, if you don't move him up then you're a hypocrite and i was like oh my gosh then I'm a hypocrite. So I moved him up. And Jack would never admit if he's a hypocrite at anything because he'll swallow any pride no matter how big it is. Absolutely, Shane. I had Mike Kosicki too low. There's a reason I moved him up. And it's
0: okay to admit stuff like that.
2: Now he's my tight end six and I love it. Now just admit that you're a bandwagon
0: Chiefs fan and we can end the episode. No,
2: we're never ending this episode then.
0: It's going to be a really long episode. As he gives us the three minute mark that we have three minutes left. i trying to hide it. We can just sit here in silence. Let's do it. That was boring. <laughs> Are you going to write a Matthew Stafford top five article for I morning? should. I should.
2: I should do that. I'll get around to it.
0: Pick 66, Matt Stafford oh, yeah. went. Oh, yeah. The pick after him, Lamar Jackson went. Yep. That is something else right there. I'll take Matthew Stafford above Lamar Jackson. I have him ranked there,
2: and I stand by it.
0: I heard reports that the Ravens were not going to bring in one of the free agent wide receivers. Huge no. mistake. That would be terrible. That's they need a receiver. They Huge do. mistake. I mean, unless, unless they're drafting one,
2: Devin DuVarne or, or who who had a I mean he had a decent rookie season or Miles Boykin, you know one of those. They guys need to draft a up. wide receiver. Yeah, they need a wide receiver or sign a wide. Receiver. Well, if they draft the wide receiver, you're still looking at risk. They're going to be the watch time. Time. They'll
0: be the team they're, to bring in AJ Green. Yeah, they're
2: a, they're a win now team. They need a guy. They need Where, go
0: do you
1: hate him. AJ Green if he's the number one? No, out of the four
0: the four destinations I had for AJ Green were the three that I sent and Baltimore. So I do like A.J. Green in Baltimore a lot and that once again would prove that I think he could still be a top 30 wide receiver in fantasy. But Lamar Jackson right now as my QB 6 overall which is all dependent on if they get another wide receiver. If they get another wide receiver like a Will Fuller, if they somehow end up with a Robinson or a Kenny Galladay or a Juju, something like that then Lamar Jackson will stay at 6. I can't yeah. imagine myself moving him up I can only see myself moving him down at this point. I need another receiver on that team. I need to know that Lamar Jackson will take a step forward as a passer and have reliable enough targets outside of Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown that he can Uh, throw the ball to. Reliable
2: targets outside of Mark
0: Andrews. Outside of Mark Andrews. There we go. I need to see another reliable target for Lamar Jackson. And right now, if that's not going to happen, I really don't want any part of Lamar. Yep.
2: I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, he,
0: look, I'll tell you this. He's going to go above QB6 in almost every single draft. He just will. That's the rushing upside, which you love yeah, to see. You, you love, love the rushing upside sure. for a quarterback. But the quarterbacks that have rushing upside, like a Kyler Murray, they're throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Quarterbacks like Josh Allen, they're throwing to Stephon Diggs. Yep. Who is Lamar Jackson really throwing to? Mark Andrews and you know and I, Hollywood I, Brent. That's yeah. not enough. No, it's, it's not enough. It's it can you can't even compare it to some of these nope. other guys. Nope, you can't. All right, we can end it there.
2: Let's go. I'm not a bandwagon fan. No, oh, you are. No. Looks like Luke we're staying gets, on. Okay.
0: Looks like we're staying on. No, that's gonna do it for us here on the Fantasy Football Laboratory. Again, one more time, fflaboratory.com. dot com. You can review this full mock draft that we went over today. Since we are moving past this now. You can check out our free agent section where you have a lot of the guys that are free agents right now on offense, look at their best fantasy fits, and read some pretty good articles from the staff that we have there on where the best fits for these guys are, both in real life and in fantasy. For the chemist Jack McGrath, Spitfire Lucas Parrish, I am the King of Trade, Shane Palma. Have a great day.